Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job shows you how to live a changed life. Real transformation will only stick when you put on the new at the same time that you take off the old. You will not stay changed unless you learn that it's not just about not doing things, it's about doing other things. It's not just about taking off, it's about putting on. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, Mark, we're going to continue our study from the book of Ephesians now, and today's message is about change. I guarantee that people listening right now are thinking of all the changes they'd like to see in someone else, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that's where our mind normally goes, right. and I have to tell people in service sometimes, please don't elbow your husband or your wife. <laughs> Uh, think about yourself first. Uh, but you know, Wayne, in this passage, uh, the Apostle Paul reminds us that there is a taking off and a putting on. Hmm. You know, if you've been uh, been at work and you're working outside and you're all dirty, you don't say, hey, I'm going to change and put on a new, uh, clean set of clothes over the dirty set of clothes. First of all, you have to take off sure. the dirty set before you put on the new. And Christianity is that way. You're going to be eliminating things from your life, but you're putting on the new self as well. Putting on the new you. Here's Mark Job. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to begin reading in verse 17. So I tell you this, the Apostle Paul is writing to the, to the Ephesian believers. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. Now, you know he's serious when he says, I insist on this. Have you ever been in a discussion or argument with a boss, a coworker, or your spouse, and they say, I insist on this? You know that when they use the word insist, that they're saying, I'm drawing the line, the, a line in the sand. This is non-negotiable. This is super important. So Paul is saying, what I'm about to tell you is super important. It's non-negotiable. What is it, Paul? I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. When he refers to the Gentiles, he's not talking about an ethnicity. He is talking about people that do not yet know God. And what Paul is saying, he's addressing believers, people that claim to be Christians, people that have the Holy Spirit inside of them. And he's saying to them, hey, I, I have an issue with you, and here's my issue. I know that you know God. I know that His Holy Spirit is inside of you. But I insist that you stop living as though you did not know God. I insist that you stop living like your old self. I insist that you start living like you know God and that you like your new self. I insist that you change. Now, here's what I have observed. I've observed that some of us have lived so long in our old self that when we become our new self, 
we drag in a lot of the culture of our old self into our new life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? We've lived so long a certain way that now that we can live a new way, we're not sure we know how to live that new way, so we drag some of our old self into our new life. I'm told that to train an elephant, now I've never trained personally trained an elephant, I have a little Shih Tzu dog, no I don't have it, it's my wife's dog, that I got stuck with. I, prim- I promised my daughter when she was three years old, she said, Daddy, Daddy, can I have a dog? And I said, Honey, no. But she had these big eyes and this little sweet smile, Daddy, I really want a dog. So I told her, Honey, when you're 12 years old, when you can take care of your own dog, take it out and feed it, I will get you a dog. I thought she would forget I thought it would blow over. I thought it was a phase. By the time she was 10 and 11, she had posters of dogs. She had researched it on the internet. She knew what kind of dog. She knew exactly. She had told the kind that doesn't shed and the size and so forth. So when she was 12, on her 12th birthday, I had to get her a dog. (laughs) I've never trained an elephant, and I can barely train the dog that we have. He's She's very unruly. But I'm told that when you train an elephant, that what circus trainers do is they will take this mammoth beast, this beast that weighs tons and tons, and they will take a powerful, powerful stake and pole, and they will put it deep within the ground, and they will tie the foot of that elephant to that stake, a huge metal pole. The elephant in the beginning, when it's chained to that pole, will try to escape. It will pull and it will tug and it will roar and it will run and it will try to pull away from it. And it will go several days fighting against being chained to this pole. And finally, the elephant will realize, I cannot escape. This chain keeps me bound. No matter how much I try, how much I struggle, how much pain I inflict upon my leg to try to get loose, I cannot escape. So after a while, the elephant stops trying to escape. It becomes used to being bound. It accepts the fact that I'm bound, and when I have the chain on my, on, on my foot, I cannot escape. I'm told also that what a trainer will do once the elephant has that mentality that it cannot escape, that they can take a little tent peg, a small tent peg, and they can put it in the ground and put the chain onto the the, the hoof of this big animal, and although the elephant could easily pull that little tent peg out of the ground, the elephant doesn't try because the elephant feels like I'm bound. The chain makes me bound. It's so used to be bound that even when it can escape, it does not because it thinks I can't escape. It's the way things are. So many of us have lived so long in our old life, so many years in the old self, that once we are set free, we're somewhat like that elephant. We're so used to being bound, so used to being chained, that even though now we have the power to be set free, 
Even though now we have the ability to run and be released, we stay bound by something that cannot bind us. We stay entrapped by things that cannot hold us down. We act as though we are slaves when we're not. We live as though we're still bound to the old old lifestyle when we're actually set free. This afternoon, I want to talk to you about what it means to put on the new you, creating the image of God so that you can walk in the freedom that God has called you to. I tell you this and insist on the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles in the futility of their thinking. Paul tells us that the Gentiles, the people without God, they live the way they do because they think a certain way. Thinking determines behavior. If you think a certain way, you will behave a certain way. And he goes on to describe what a mind without God thinks like. And so in the next few verses, in verses 18 through 19, he describes what a person's mind is like when they do not have God in their life. Notice what he says. He says, they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. He says, when someone doesn't have God in their life, their mind, the way they think, is darkened because they don't have the light switch of God. There's something that happens when you come to know God and the Spirit of God comes inside of you. It's almost like a light switch goes on and you see right from wrong You understand things that you did not understand before. Why? It's the light of God. You experience that? The light switch goes on and you realize this makes sense. Why was I living that way? I can't believe it. And once the light has gone on in your life, you look at other people where the light hasn't gone on yet and say, why don't they get it? I remember sitting down and talking with a young man who had uh, come to Christ about two years earlier, and he was telling me, I just don't understand my family and my friends. Why can't they get it? I mean, it's so simple. It's so clear. It makes so much sense the way of God. Why are they so blind? Why don't they understand? And I said, hold on. How long did it take you? I mean, up until two years ago, you were in the dark as well. And when you're in the light, when you're in the light, when you solve the problem, the problem looks easy. If you grew up knowing a different language, if you grew up knowing Spanish and you speak Spanish fluently, you look at people trying to learn Spanish and say, why don't they get it? Because it's easy to you. You got it already. But try learning Mandarin. Or Korean. If you don't know it, you'll realize how difficult it is, right? If you don't know it, then if you have it, you think it's easy. If you don't have it, you wonder why people don't get it. And so it is with the light. And so what Paul is saying is that people that do not have God, the light of God on in their life yet, they are darkened in their understanding, which means that there are certain things that They don't see because only God can show them, and so they're darkened in their 
in the way they see the world without the light of God. They're separated from the life of God. They don't have this intimate walk with God. They may know about God, but God is not a part of their existence and their fellowship in their life. And it says, and because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, they're ignorant about certain things, not because they cannot understand, but because their heart is hard and a heart that is hard does not sense and understand the things of God yet only a soft and broken heart can understand that which God is trying to speak to them you're listening to Mark Job on Bold Steps and there is more ahead in today's message so stay with us but right now just a quick reminder that if you ever miss one of these daily teachings or you want to go back and revisit a message you can do that anytime There are several easy ways you can go back and listen, the first option being on our website at boldstepsradio.org. Or you can listen directly through your phone or mobile device and take these messages with you while you're out for a jog, running errands, or sitting in the carpool line by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on your podcast app by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. And if you'd like to find even more Bold Steps content, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute. You'll get daily inspiration and biblical teaching from Mark in under a minute. To begin listening, simply subscribe to your podcast app or visit boldstepsminute.org. All right, now back with today's message titled, Putting on the New You. Here again is Mark Job. So they're darkened, they're separated, there's ignorance there. And verse 19 says, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You know, when someone's mind is darkened and they don't have the light of God yet, they are awakened since they are spiritually dead, they are awakened to their, to their senses. And the way they experience the world is through their senses, and sometimes that makes them give themselves over to sensuality. In other words, uh, people that don't have the spiritual light on, they give themselves over to sensuality, and that results in all kinds of indulgences and and promiscuity and sleeping around and getting drunk and high and whatever other senses they can awaken inside of them. And it tells us that they give themselves over to sensuality to indulge in every kind of impurity. But here's the thing, with a continual lust for more, even though they throw themselves into these things, these things don't satisfy them, so they feel like they need more and more and more. It's like an empty barrel. They keep trying to fill it, but it stays empty. So they try to fill it more and more and more and more, and it stays empty. I know a lot of people like that. I know a lot of people that throw themselves in the hard party life just to be filled and go from one party and drunkenness and girl to another and just it never ends but when I sat down and talked to them here's what I know there's a real hollowness and emptiness there there's an emptiness 
that drives them to want more and more to fill their life more and more. Why? Because they have a God-shaped vacuum in their life. What they're looking for is really God, and they don't even know it. So Paul says people that don't know God have this, this kind of thinking in their mind, and he says, here's the problem. Some of you know God. You have the Spirit of God inside of you, but you're still living as if you never met God. You have come to God. You have the Spirit inside of you. You can change your lifestyle, but you're like the elephant that stays bound even though you can be free. You're not walking in the freedom that God has called you to. You're still living according to your old life. Your old life still dictates how you live, even though now you're a Christian. You're a Christian living your old life. And so now he goes on to explain what needs to happen in our life if we are going to experience absolutely true transformation. Notice what he tells us in verse 20. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. There may be people that were taught that way, and they weren't taught to change. But listen, you were not taught that way. And I think I could say that clearly to this congregation as your pastor. I can say, hey, listen, you weren't taught that way. Uh, You weren't taught that you could stay the same. You were taught that when you come to Christ, there is change. You were taught that when you come to Christ, there is repentance and transformation. Hey, you were taught that way. And Paul says... Surely you heard of him and were taught in him, talking about Christ, in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus Christ. Hey, you were taught that when you come to Christ, you change. You were taught that when you come to Christ, you leave the old behind. You were taught that God has the power to change you into a new, vibrant, living, full of faith, creativity and vision individual. That is the new you. You were taught that you don't have to live that old life. You were taught that you have the power to become a new person in Jesus Christ. Now, now why is it that people get stuck even though they have the power? Why is it that you have the power, you have the spirit of God inside of you, Why is it that some people get stuck in the old lifestyle even though they have that power inside of them to change? Well, Paul goes on to describe why that happens. In verse 23, 22, he says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Listen to me, people of God. Listen, this is what you were taught. You were taught that that's who you were before. But when you come to Christ, you put off the old self. You begin to change your mind, the attitude of your mind, and you put on the new self. So you take off, you change, and you put on. I've discovered that some people, all they do is put off. They try to put off without putting on. Listen to me well. Unless you put on when you've taken off, then your change will not stick. Oh, let me say that again. Real transformation 
will only stick when you put on the new at the same time that you take off the old. You will not stay changed unless you learn that it's not just about not doing things, it's about doing other things. It's not just about taking off, it's about putting on. Some people come to Christ and what they hear is no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. Bad, bad, bad. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And all they know is what they shouldn't do, but they know nothing about what they should do. All they know is that's bad and that's wrong and I shouldn't do it, but they have no idea what they should be doing. So you're a Christian, yeah? Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, shouldn't lie, shouldn't drink, shouldn't sleep with other people's wife outside of marriage, shouldn't lust and commit adultery. Hold on. Hold on. What should you do, though? Uh, go to church? Hey, 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 hold on a second. There's something more than that. It's not just about taking off, it's about putting on. If you only take off the old and don't put on the new, then you end up in a state of spiritual nakedness. You haven't dressed yourself with the new person in Christ. And when you have taken off the old but haven't put on the new, then you're at a state of vulnerability until you put the new on. Paul says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Hey, there's a lot of stuff in your old life that you need to start taking off. And you could probably name it off the top of your head, the stuff that you used to do, the stuff that maybe sometimes you do now, but the stuff that was a part of your old life that shouldn't be a part of your new life, right? We all know that stuff. That stuff will corrupt you. That stuff is no longer a part of you. That is who you were, not who you are. You say, well, I still do it. It it doesn't matter. Now, if you do it, you do it, but it's not really you. Now it doesn't belong to you. Now it doesn't match you. Now it doesn't go with who you are because who you are now is different. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and today's lesson was the first of a three-part message titled, Putting on the New You. Next time, Mark will address how to stop walking in our old ways and start facing the issues holding you back. So please join us again tomorrow for more Bold Steps. In the meantime, feel free to listen to any message you might have missed so far in our series called When You Believe Everything Changes by going online to boldstepsradio.org. Mark, I know there are many listeners who are going through a hard time right now, and for some of them, life feels a little out of control. Maybe they're asking the question, is God still in control? Yeah, and so if you're going through a hard time right now, and I, I just want to say, first of all, we empathize Just this past week, I've prayed for people who've lost loved ones, who are going through a messy divorce, who are struggling with cancer. There's no easy answers. However, there is a place, and I just want to remind you this, there is something that God is doing right now, that you're not anonymous, God has not abandoned you, God has not forgotten you. There is something that God is doing in the midst of the difficult trauma and the mess. And I love 
Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for Good, Surviving the Mess of Life. I like that word, mess, huh? Yeah, because in a very clear way, this is a very little book, 56 pages, but the way only Max Lucado can do, he breaks it down to an understandable way, if you're in the middle of a mess, that this mess has a purpose, that God hasn't abandoned you, and that God will use it for the good. Well, if you are feeling caught in one of those storms right now, we'd like to send you Max's book, God Will Use This for Good, when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. So just call us at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or go online to boldstepsradio.org. And if it's easier, you can send your donation and request for this book, God Will Use This for Good, Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And if you'd like to connect with our Bold Steps community, feel free to join us on social media by liking or following our pages on Facebook or Instagram. It's a great way to connect with us in real time, so find us today on either of our pages by searching for Bold Steps Radio. You can also now subscribe to our YouTube channel where you'll find some great video content and special teaching from Mark on subjects ranging from the power of prayer and dealing with grief to what it means to be living on mission. To connect with us on YouTube, search for Bold Steps Radio or just type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button. I'm Wayne Shepard signing off for now, but be sure to join us tomorrow when Mark continues this message, putting on the new you. Learn how to let go of the past as you take a bold step forward. That's Tuesday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.